Good morning, everyone, and welcome to this edition of Freeman Means Business Wonder Women in Business podcast. Everyone has a story, and on our podcast, we give a voice to those women whose story is meaningful, moving, and compelling, sometimes even funny. We share their stories with the world so that when they shine, it gives you permission to shine as well. Today's guest is, I just have to say, this is the coolest name ever. Laura Leopard of Leopard Solutions. Laura, welcome. Hi. Well, thank you for having me. I'm very happy to be here and be a part of this, this amazing podcast and, and the company that you've put together. Well, thanks. Thanks. You're the perfect example of a woman who's done it right, done it well. And we're going to talk a little more about that today. Not only what you do, but how you got to where you are. So um, let's start by telling us a little bit about yourself. Well, I, I live in New York. I always wanted to live in New York. I grew up in Nashville, Tennessee, and I moved to New York to be an actress. And I worked as a waitress. I worked as a cold caller for a recruiter. And that is where I got uh, an idea to do uh, Leopard Solutions. But I am a serial entrepreneur, so my road to New York was littered with many small businesses along the way. I love it. <laughs> yeah. I had a, a small retail shop. I had a industry newspaper for the restaurant and hotel industry when I lived in St. Louis. Uh, we produced a charity called the Bartender's Ball there for numerous years. Um, I then started a business with another actor friend of mine where we would fly casting directors out to Nashville or St. Louis to meet with aspiring actors and actresses. And it was through that friend that I created that business with that I ended up moving to New York and uh, waiting tables when he had drifted into the recruiting world and he sort of brought me along with him a little bit and that's where we got the idea to start Leopard Solutions. So we were two actors in search of a better day job. <laughs> I've never heard of that before. <laughs> this is such an awesome journey. What a great, great beginning. And, and I know you're nowhere near the end. You're, you're always doing yeah. something new and creative. But how awesome is that, that, you know, like your path wasn't clear and easy but you made it and you're doing all kinds of, I'm a solopreneur now. I own my own business. I love people with that entrepreneurial spirit and that go get them attitude. And, you know, you obviously live that motto that you win or learn, never lose. Um, so tell me more, tell me more. I'm so excited. So you're in New York with this badass name and you have this <laughs> awesome company called Leopard Solutions. Uh, what is Leopard Solutions? Well, uh, when we started the company, we were both doing, uh, he was working for a recruiter full-time, um, full-time day job uh, where he could take breaks to, to go do shows. And I was doing some cold calling and we realized that the data that was available to us was not very good. We spent about 60% of our time making futile phone calls because the person had either moved or they weren't in the practice area that we were looking for. And we just decided that we could do it uh, in, in much better, in a better way. And we started a very low tech, 
lots of effort. You talk about sweat equity. It was a lot of sweat equity. We just, uh, we had no, no technology at all. It was ourselves and we put all the data, typed it right into an Excel spreadsheet. We stamped it onto a disk and we handed it to people. And we said, I'll, we promise we'll give you three of these a year. And at the time it was revolutionary because no one was updating that often. Then we went to four times a year. Then we brought on uh, another partner and uh, we went online, which changed everything about how we, how we worked and how we were able to post data more frequently and make changes and keep everyone up to date on what was happening where. And that was many years ago now. So, uh, you know, back in the dark ages, we didn't have any technology help and now we are considered a technology company. We don't a, just top a top technology company in, in your space, for sure. Well, let me ask you, if, if who's your perfect prospect? My perfect prospect is... Or typical, I mean, if you want to go there. Or, well, I, I think in some ways, it's, it's always people seeking an answer or wanting to know what's going on in their space and having the curiosity to go look for it. You know, uh, we work with law firms, we work with legal recruiters, we work with law schools, and we have a lot of data that can help them answer a lot of different questions. And uh, we have been, you know, I've, I've been going to NALP now for, for many years, and every time I go to NALP, somebody at NALP is doing a session on Moneyball for law firms. And uh, they, yeah. they, yes, they do it over <laughs> and over again. But what we find is that everyone looks at, at data and looks at reports and says, wow, this is really amazing data. I don't know what to do with it. <laughs> yes. What sort of action would I take because of this data? So our new sort of initiative is to not only display the data that we have, but to inform people about how they can best use the data. Data can be used in many different industries and many different things and from many different sides. A law firm can take some data and use it one way, a recruiter will take it and use it another, a law school will take it and use it another way. But I believe that the most powerful use of data is to help a law firm or a recruiting shop create a really successful narrative. What are we all trying to do? We're all trying to, we're trying to make database decisions, but we're also trying to persuade people to do what we need them to do. A law firm wants to hire a candidate. They need to believe that that law firm is the best fit for them. A recruiter needs to convince a law firm that they should hire this candidate because of these needs they have in their firm that they may not even see. Well data can help them spin that narrative and tell that story. Data can help a law firm better position themselves in the market to get new business or to, uh, to hire that, that candidate and to make a case to that candidate that's really compelling. And that is how data should be used. It should be used to persuade, it should be used to make decisions. There's so many things that it can do. So our new mission at Leopard is to teach people how to use that data in their everyday life and to make fact-driven decisions that will help them in their business. And we, we do have some incredible data, but 
unless you know how to action that data, it's not going to do a lot for you. So Right. I was going to say that it seems to me, and folks, I've seen her work. I've seen her solution, the tech solution that they provide. It's incredible. Um, I understand data. And even for those who do not, they connect the dots and make it easy. So, so it seems to me from what I've experienced that you ask me what I'm trying to achieve and then you paint the picture um, of how to get me there using your data. It, it tells a compelling story. It's not just um, here's the quantitative information and here's the qualitative information. Good luck. There you go. Here are your two big reports. It's not that way. It's definitely, um, they put it in the language of the end user and first find out what it is the end user is trying to accomplish and then use the data to tell the story in the language of that client. Like she said, either, you know, if you're a recruiter or if you're a law firm, I mean, you may have, you speak different languages or you may have different needs. And uh, from what I've seen at least, and I was very blown away by this solution. And I come from, a, uh, you know, always in legal for the past, I don't know, 18 years and in financial services before that but always with tech and data involved in what I do. And this was just a remarkable solution. Um, oh, so robust. Goodness. Yeah, totally. Well, tell me, I, I, I almost don't even need to ask you this question about your proudest professional accomplishment. I would imagine it's this company, but uh, is there something within your um, career at this company, uh, owning and operating this company that you would consider your proudest accomplishment? We have really grown as a company. As I said, when I first started this business, this was my day job. I made my first sale for this company while I was on a treadmill in Virginia doing proof at a, at a small theater there. And it was a lifestyle business for a number of years because it, it helped me go on the road. It helped you know keep my, my rent being paid. But when we decided to really get serious about this business, we have made some great strides. Uh, we uh, just moved into an office in Manhattan from the sleepy town of Bronxville, where I happen to live. And we have hired some tremendous people that are doing some incredible work right now. We are really, we're really taking it much further than we've ever done before. We have a, a computer scientist that's working for us. We're, we're working in probability. We're working in all sorts of uh, new areas that can really take that user experience to a completely different level. There's so much more that we can do with data, recommend, recommendations that we can make to the user, uh, giving them help along the way to help them understand that data just a little bit more. We're actually um, getting ready, we're, we're already in the process of doing a rewrite of our competitive intelligence program. And it is so exciting. We are working with a tremendous group of people that are helping us put together not only a new face on the old reports with new functionality, but we're also developing a really unique consulting suite that we're going to be offering with some pretty wild things in there. So we are, uh, like I said, we're, we're very busy right now and it's a very creative time for us. And we never, we never could have reached this point until we made the decision to really go full force 
straight ahead, hire the people that you need to, need to hire, grow, think beyond where we've ever thought before. So it's really an exciting time to be at Leopard Solutions. Uh, we have some great people working for us and we have a lot more in store for all of our clients as we, we, get, we take it to the next level. It's not just data anymore and it's not just competitive intelligence. We're gonna give them some tools that are really gonna enable them to make much better decisions and to test decisions before they make them. So, so it's much uh, more holistic. It used to be that we would buy different solutions and then have to use the out output of each of those solutions to create our own story and then work from there. But right. you seem to provide soup to nuts, holistic, um, you know, I hate to keep using the word data, but it is what lawyers love most. So, um, <laughs> you know, uh, it, it sounds so exciting. Like I'm sitting here on this side and we don't do video here on my podcast, not until I lose 50 pounds. But anyway, I, my cheeks are burning because I'm so happy because your story, like I'm smiling ear to ear. This is such a great win for, you know, hardworking solopreneurs or entrepreneurs that start out with a small business gone big and you did it right. You um, managed your growth and now I understand you're moving uh, to new locations. Is that so? You want to tell us about your new location? Well, we just moved into our uh, Manhattan office. So we, um, we've been here a little over a month now and we are having a, a big uh, open house on Thursday, October 3rd uh, from four to seven. And we're inviting all of our clients or people who are interested in Leopard Solutions to come by and meet the team and have some, have some wine, have some goodies and stop by and say hello. Uh, I, I wish I were there. <laughs> I wish you were too. I wish you were too. How much fun. A good time to say hello. Well, who has been, I know someone along the way, probably many people along the way, but people who might stand out in your mind or in your heart as having inspired you, mentored you, or helped you to keep going or, you know, try something new. Well, I think there have been many, but I, I think, um, my father was a great inspiration to me. He was very stubborn. Yeah. <laughs> With a lot of uh, stick to itiveness. I and, love that. Uh, and it, 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 he, he just couldn't be stopped. And that was one thing I really, I really admired about him. And I get a lot of that from him, I think. At least my mother tells me so. And I also believe one of the best things I ever did was get my, my theater training and work in, in theater. It is a wonderful training ground for a working experience. You know, that curtain goes up at eight o'clock every night, come heck or high water, and you better be ready. And everybody on the team jumps in and makes sure that you are ready when that curtain goes up. And that's how I was trained. And that's uh, um, that's how I work. It's, isn't it's, <laughs> isn't how I that work. how lawyers are in the courtroom too? They put that persona on and they go to town and they really put on the show that they need to in order to persuade, convince, and um, tell the story. That's right. 
That's yeah. right. As a matter of fact, many litigators have a theater background. Right. Like it's yeah. so interesting. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So by the way, heck or high water, you can say hell on my show. <laughs> this is this is a PG thirteen show. It's not quite Oh, funny. I see. Okay. <laughs> I actually had a guest drop the F bomb once, which you know, I'm okay with that, but I lived in Boston for twelve years. Not everybody not everybody did. Um, let me uh, ask you this. You know that I focus in my business. I always bring this up in my podcast. I know this may not be um, in your, I know it's in your value system. It may not be in your mission statement, but I am all about lifting women in business. There's been so much we read about mean girls and, you know, and, because, and the excuse is that there are only a couple of spots at the top. So women claw each other's eyes out to get there. And I'm like, why don't we claw more spots instead of, clawing each other's eyes out to get to only two, let's create more spots at the top. How Absolutely. do you advise that women support other women in business? Well, I think you have to learn to respect each other uh, and respect each other's uh, thoughts. Like you said, there's, there's more than one spot. You can work with your fellow women instead of against them to get ahead. And I think that is a much much smarter strategy. I mean, we have been a women-owned business at Leopard you know, for, for many years, and we have women running the show. We have, uh, we've had a few instances where we had uh, some male employees that were a little misogynistic. Um, um, those employees came around or they didn't stay because that's not what we, that's not what we need in our company. Uh, we became... We have to say, let's say boo, give me a boo, boo, boo to misogyny, boo. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's, it's amazing that it exists, especially when your boss is a woman. It's really amazing that someone would kind have of that. Kind of stupid, attitude. right? <laughs> yeah, kind of stupid, yeah. I know, but the funny thing is, I don't think a lot of men realize that, that right. they have that attitude. Uh, women can certainly see it, but it's difficult for the men to see it sometimes. And I talk about that in my training. It's called muted group theory, but we can talk about more, more about that later. But yeah, it's interesting yeah. that you had people work for you. And the beauty of your story is you said some people get it now. They do. They do. I think they're more, they're a little more conscious. They're a little more woke about it. I and mean, we've been yeah. doing this for 17 years and that has not always been the case. Right. <laughs> but, I can imagine. <laughs> but, but it is, but it is now. And I, and I think it's great. I also think it's great that if you see that behavior, it's much easier to call it what it is and to put it on the table and say, this is how I feel, you know, this is what I feel the problem is. You have a rather misogynistic attitude. And they, you know, they can change their attitude or- Change you know, their job. <laughs> uncomfortable working situation, particularly at this company. So we, we just became certified as a certified, you know, women, uh, women, uh, women owned business this last year. But as That's I said, so hard to do and it takes so much paperwork, so much time. Bravo to you. Yes. That's amazing. Thank you. It took forever. It took forever, yeah. but we finally got it and we're very proud of it. It's on our website <laughs> and I think it's important to, to get out there. Um, another, yet another badass thing about Laura Leopard. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I know it hasn't been always easy. I know the way you tell the story, it makes my cheeks burn. I'm laughing and smiling, but it hasn't always been easy. What, what has been a big challenge or setback that you overcame and how did you overcome it? 
Well, when you know when the big crash came in two thousand and eight, uh, two thousand nine, it was it was a, a tough time for the whole recruiting industry. You know, there was not a lot of hiring going on, so there was very little recruitment, and we had to figure out ways that we could stay afloat, we could keep our cash flow going, and we could help the recruiters that had been our clients for a long time. You know, there, there were people that we just didn't send a bill to for a while. Oh. There were people that we, we changed the way that we build, you know, so you can't, you don't want to commit to a year because you might not be in business. No problem. And we'll set up a monthly payment for you. I mean, we really, nice. we really did everything that we could to sort of not only, well, it helped the industry, but it also helped us as well. So yeah. you really had to get creative about what to do. And it was, it was, um, a time when we were also trying to give data uh, to some law students because they were desperately trying to get hired and, and looking for work. It was really a dark day for, for everybody, but we, we came out of it and we ended up stronger than ever. We learned a lot during that period. Uh, and I think there's always periods of growth and periods where you know, you're biting your fingernails. Uh, we actually did our first acquisition a couple of years ago. We bought uh, one of our competitors, uh, which was a big deal for us. We'd never done anything like that. So it was uh, a brave new world going through uh, that negotiation process and the final process. Uh, we uh, ended up with um, a lot of data that we were able to incorporate into our system so we could sort of take a, a leap forward a bit a bit more quickly. We also uh, gained some technology, but we also gained some insight on uh, the competing market. Uh, and the one thing that we found was that our competitor, which sounded so wonderful, uh, really was not so good. You know, uh, they their data wasn't as good as they purported it to be. They didn't update it as often as they purported that it was. And it was, it was good for us to recognize that our hard work really is meaningful. We are, uh, we, we try so hard to keep our data up to date and it is a moving target. It is a constant flow of data week after week after week. We are updating this database every single week. That means all of our reports get updated every single week. We provide the most current data possible. Uh, catching as many changes within that whole universe of attorneys as we possibly can. And then the, at the end of the day, all of that hard work pays off. You know, uh, everybody thinks there's a, a, an easy way to cheat or you can use just AI or you can just take the raw data and throw it in. There's so much work that goes into what we do. But at the end of the day, it's worth it because you have a much better product. I have been told by a law firm consultant uh, that the data was remarkable because we are a purist about the data. I was just going to use that word. Isn't that crazy? I was that going to crazy. say that. You're like the bespoke version. Um, it, indeed. Yeah. Well, we, we do have a very, a very pure attitude toward the data because so many out there do not. You know, uh, well, let's take LinkedIn, for example. It's all self-reported data. They can put on their bio anything they wish to put on their bio or leave out anything they wish to leave out on their bio. It's uh, data that you really have to take with a grain of salt. 
Um, if you don't update your reports more than once a year, your reports are meaningless two months out of the day it was created. There's just too much change that goes on in the industry. I mean, every year, you know, we, we see the list of, you know, these are the top 200 firms in the country. Well, within that year, two or three of those firms could go out of business or merge or go under, as we have seen many, many times. Yes. You know, uh, but once that list is created, it doesn't deviate for a year. And we are, we're actually beginning to work uh, on an idea of creating another ranking system for law firms that takes a more pure, holistic view of what makes a law firm successful. Uh, we, we have our scientists working on it. Uh, we is may be working data, is, Let me ask you, is client feedback included in that? Client feedback, uh, I think the attorney feedback uh, about the firm will be included in that, and there could be some client feedback as well. We are still uh, working with lining up our data partners to get all of our, our data points in line. But there are a number of factors that uh, I, I think really speak to the health of the law firm much, much better than just their PPP line or their firm financial line which by the way, are both self-reported by the law firm in the press. So uh, there is you know, ROI stats, how successful is your hiring? Uh, how successful is your firm in growing? Uh, the footprint of your firm, the practices of your firm. There's numerous data points that you can apply to a law firm to see how healthy that law firm is in general. And it's also important to remember that that statistic could change in the course of a year, yeah, that, that could change multiple times. So let me ask you this question. Um, so let's say, do you capture data that tells how long a particular rainmaker has been in practice? Let's say he or she is the uh, one of two or three people feeding the entire firm. What if they've been practicing for, you know, thirty years and they're all about the same age? I mean, do you capture that kind of data because that firm needs to really ramp it up they need to prepare for that exit yes right. we, we've seen that on numerous occasions yes you can you can run reports at a firm and you can get that jd year range uh, and you can look at those individual attorneys and see their whole past history and you can get a look at a firm of a practice overall in the firm and in individual cities because it rather happens that way. There'll be one person sort of carrying that practice in that right. city. And if that person decides to leave the firm and make a lateral move or retire, they should have a succession plan in mind to put a, a someone else in that spot. You would be shocked. Well, I guess you wouldn't be because you probably know as much or more than I about <laughs> how few firms are prepared for that. I mean, yes. you know, what if this guy takes his practice and leaves or what if he gets hit by a bus? I mean, does the next generation even know how to develop business or yeah. what work is being done with a particular client? I love the idea of industry teams because they share across many practices um, how to holistically help a client achieve their goals from a business standpoint using business terms. But I find that to be rare in most law firms. Most law firms are still yes. siloed and practice area focused. Indeed. And the, the likelihood that you're going to have a partner leave with several associates uh, 
it can change throughout the year. There could be there could be a high probability that they might leave if they're being courted by other law firms, which of course they all are, especially if they're highly successful. If you're and good, we've all, yeah. We've all seen it happen over and over and over. We have seen where a key practice or key attorney has been taken from one law firm and that law firm just starts sort of a downward spiral. And the more people that leave a law firm, the more people leave a law firm. Right. Once that trajectory starts going, it's, it's really hard to turn around. We have a report called our growth decline report, which I, I you know, jokingly call the page six of Leopard Solutions. And there you can see the firms that are growing, the firms that are stagnant, and the firms that are losing. Wow. Uh, losing attorneys in, in, a, in a rather large way. And if that firm reaches that negative 25 range, I do not see that firm turning around. I, I, I would say you could, I mean, if I were a large corporation sending all my work to a particular firm, I would want to know which firms are um, in that report, that specific report to know, do I want to continue to send my work there? Absolutely, because it could be a firm that's either going to merge with someone else or just go under, as we have seen many times. Right. So, yes, it would. It, before you make a decision to put all of your eggs in that firm's basket, it would be nice to know the health of that firm. Yes, and, and I don't think many lawyers know that that kind. Well, you're doing a good job of sharing the message, but most lawyers stay head down in the books, doing the research, billable hour kind of thing. Um, I don't realize, I don't think they realize that this data is readily available to their clients. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like if I, I again, if I were a big company, I would want to know. And a lot of lawyers that I've worked with think that their firm is the only firm their client uses. And it's kind of naive. It's, you know, yes. it kind of keeps them going. But I hate to burst your bubble. You need to be aware that this other firm gets as much or more work from that same from our client than you That's do. Right. Yeah. That's right. So how many, we, yeah, go we, ahead. We do have a, we do have a corporation report that will tell them that. So if you yeah. do work with Wells Fargo, it'll show you who else does work with Wells Fargo. And then you could even go into the attorney database and identify attorneys that say they have worked at that particular, for that company at their firm. Might be a good lateral acquisition if you want to try to take more, you know, business from that corporation. Uh, there's numerous things that they can do, but yes, they should know uh, that those companies are being represented by other firms, whether it's in one sphere or somewhere else in the country. But if they want all of that business, they need to know how to go after it and how to position themselves in a better spot than their competitor who has that business today. And I think you can use data to do that and create that compelling narrative. Yes, it's amazing. So I learned something, uh, a couple things new on this podcast with you. Um, you have, when I asked you the perfect prospect, it's a much broader market, you know, within legal than I realized. So if I'm a GC, I, I want to see those reports. If I'm in a law firm, I'm a, you know, at a defense firm, I want to see those other reports. If I'm, you know, recruiting, you know, for high level MP or to move laterals, I want to see those other reports. So you do have quite, um, you've cornered the market, if you will, on meaningful data in legal services. Well, so, 
Yeah. <laughs> um, I want to tell people something, you know, so folks, before I do these podcasts, I have a little, you know, two minute chat with the guest and, um, I, I'm just so into branding and shining a light on women doing great things. And this woman has done so many great things, but we're going to shine a light on her leopard solutions. And I was telling her, I said, what, what made you name it leopard solutions? You know, and then I learned, you know, Laura leopard. Wow. You know, what a badass name. That's so amazing. And she said to me, she said, leopard is the new black. And I was like, I love that. I was like, my cheeks were burning, like literally <laughs> flames coming off my face. That is so awesome. You need to make that your own hashtag. Leopard is well, the new black. There you I go. Like I have, I, I have trademarked it. So uh, awesome. we, we may, we may do something rather fun with that down, down the road, but yeah. I, well, let me know because I want to I wanna promote the heck out of that. Actually, you can say hell on my podcast, so I'll say it. I, I want to promote <laughs> the hell out of that. That's amazing. Well, thank you. I well, appreciate tell me that. something um, before we say goodbye. I like to find out a little something most people don't know. So tell me a surprising fact about you. Well, I, I still keep my hand in uh, theater. I have a small little theater company called Gotham Radio Theater. And usually we do a show once a year, uh, maybe once every two years. Uh, our new home has sort of been the Lincoln Center uh, Library. They've got a beautiful auditorium over there. And we have a show coming up in December nice. where, where I get to play for the kids and adults, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. <laughs> nice, nice. I'm a very serious business data woman, and yet I will play a cartoon character on By stage. day and by night. Laura Leopard by day and by night. How fun. How fun is that? So I have to tell you that's, that's part, partly um, one of the reasons I adore you is that um, you, you know, do quant and qual. You are a feeler and a thinker. You do reason and emotion. It's just, you're the, you're the whole shebang. Um, it's really terrific. So if people want to reach you, Laura, or reach Leopard Solutions, how do they do that? They can go to our website, which is leopardsolutions.com. Uh, they can email me directly, Laura, at leopardsolutions.com. Happy to answer any questions or see anyone that comes to our open house on Thursday. But uh, we, we love to tell people about what we do and to see how we can help them be more successful in their business, be it a law firm, recruiting shop, or a, or a law student at a law school. This is what we do. And um, love to hear from anyone with questions. Awesome. Awesome. Well, congratulations on all your successes. I know it wasn't easy and you deserve every good thing that's come your way. And I'm so excited you're having this open house on Thursday. We will create a blog and sync this podcast into the blog and have the new office address on that blog. For those of you who are listening and want to go check it out, um, you can head on over there. Laura, thank you so much for being here. You're a rock star. Um, I just, you know, I think you were born to, to shine. So terrific, terrific. Thanks for being with us. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening, everyone. Bye-bye.